What's up? What up, dude? How you doing? Uh, I'm not doing bad, you. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's good. All right, man. All right, let's get it started. So, uh, MSU, this is Ryan Cumber, Mike Stern, uh, doing the uh, Ryan Mike from the Stands podcast, our second episode. So, Michigan State comes out with a big win over Iowa tonight at home. Game that was not close. Impressed of the game, impressive win, uh, and uh, MSU was able to just. Like, Iowa got out, to, you know, a decent start, and MSU was able to uh, come back, weather the storm, and they wound up blowing Iowa out. They were up by thirty points at one point, and uh, I was at the game, so it was pretty fun. Uh, and yeah, Kenny Goins came up big today. Had a big yeah. game. Three rebounds shy of a triple double. Yep. Uh, no, three assists. Or yeah, sorry, yeah. three assists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he had a big game. Nick Ward was really good. Uh, I think he's finished with twenty-seven points. Yep. Um, he was really good. Cassius was very efficient. I think yep. That was the most impressive thing to me today. And yeah, he was great. Uh, Langford had an all right game. I think there was what three made threes all game, and we and we dominated it. I they mean, had a that's they had good a ton too. of they had a ton of assists too. I was looking at the numbers on the scoreboard, and they had like at one point it was like twenty five assists, and there was like seven or eight minutes left in the game when I looked. Yeah, uh, I, so, and yeah. Then I think I mean under five turnovers most of the game. There was a couple of late ones, you know, with the young guys, but. It was mostly under five and under turnovers for most of the game. I mean, that's prob- that's always impressive for MSU. And then to, I, to have yeah. – uh, what do you call it? To have um, only three threes and, and score 90 points and, win, you know, win by as much as we did, that's, that's big news because if you can win uh, – you can win in the paint, you can win any game. And the shooting will be there most games for for this team uh it's good to see them win with nick ward and xavier tillman really going off yeah absolutely uh i mean i i'm not sure i was a top 25 team i think they'll make the tournament but i, yeah, I, don't, I don't think they're a top 25 team either the, all those rankings are really deceptive right now they got in because of an oregon team that they beat and oregon hasn't turned out to be that no they're great, not that so. good yeah i agree with you uh just a dominant win by MSU. Uh, I mean, that basically covered – Nick Ward was 10 for 10. He didn't miss a single shot. Yep. I think that was the best performance field goal percentage-wise since Alan Anderson. And he still only pay, played 23 minutes. Yeah, 26 points. And he, he he's he's coming around at the free throw line. He, he will have uh, moments where he misses two in a row, but then he'll have moments where he makes two. He's got to get a little more consistent, but – he can make his free throws. Watch out! Absolutely, he's uh, all Big Ten caliber player. Absolutely, uh, he, he he had a big game. Definitely, I think that was may, might have been his best game he's ever had at MSU. It was definitely his most efficient for sure. Uh, oh yeah, um, yeah. He had a, Cassius Winston had twelve assists. Uh, not an efficient day shooting from the floor, but I mean, if you've got Nick Ward and Josh Josh Langford and Xavier Tillman. Even Kenny Goins. If you got Kenny Goins putting up 15 or more points, you're probably going to win. Yes. So. He's always going to get you your rebounds. And yeah, that, to, to get, go back to your point about assists, we had 
28 assists on 31 field goals. That's yep. You can't get more efficient than that. Really. Absolutely. So this is this is a big win. I think it's not even necessarily the opponent. I think Iowa, like you said, is a tournament team. But to to start two and zero in the conference and the the win over Rutgers was that's not a Rutgers that's not the laughing stock that you usually think Rutgers is. That Rutgers team's going to beat some teams they shouldn't beat. Yeah, they're definitely not as bad as they usually are. They they played tough with Wisconsin tonight. <laughs> wound up at Wisconsin. I think they wound up losing by about six points. Yep. Uh, Had the lead by double digits there. At yeah. Point. Not they're not god awful. They're they're definitely not the worst team in the league this year. Um, no, Illinois is probably that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, just an all around really good game for MSU tonight. Um, and then they get Florida coming up on Saturday and Florida is not as good as most people thought they'd be. Yeah, the beginning it should of the be year. a win. Should be should, a win. Should be a win, but we also said that about Louisville. Who... Yeah. You and I disagree on Louisville. Yeah. Bit, but... See, I, I think it was a bad loss. I don't think they're a good team and it was a frustrating I, loss, but with, with the last two games, I mean, it's not as bad as I thought yeah, it was originally. Well, part of it for me with Louisville is one, you're going on the road in, in November at that point. It's always tough to go on the road in November in an environment like that. Two, Chris Mack is the head coach of them. I, I think they're going to find their way in the tournament just because he's the head coach. I, I really do. I don't think they have – they're not going to be like some four or five seed. They're going to be a nine or ten seed if they get in. But he's the kind of coach where if you give him any level of talent, and they're not deprived of talent. It's not the level of talent they've had under Patino for most of the time. But they have some level of talent. You, you give him talent, he's going to he's gonna work with it. I think he'll, he'll get him in. They'll be a bubble team, but I think they'll get in. Um, and, I mean, they're always, their losses are to uh, – to a Tennessee team that's a top five team, and then another one to a Marquette team who just handed it to Kansas State. So, I mean, there, there's a lot, and we don't know who's what right now. But I, I definitely we should have won the game. I think. I mean, we had more than enough chances to win that game. You take a look at. I mean, the missed free throws were probably the most frustrating. Cash is falling out, falling out. Uh, Foster Lawyer struggled defensively, but. He, he also got thrown into a bad situation. So, yeah, we should have won that game. And Lankford could have gotten going got gotten going earlier in that game, and he didn't. So it's frustrating, but you're going to have a bad loss somewhere along the line. And I, I wouldn't call that a terrible loss. I, I call that a loss we don't want, but it's not going to pop up and be, be ugly on the resume, I don't think. We'll see. I'm not really sold on Louisville at all. I, I think – I mean, I would be surprised if they make the tournament, but at the same time, I don't think they're a good team by any means. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Vernon Carey, Michigan State's top target for the 2019 basketball recruiting class is supposed yeah. to announce on Thursday. Thursday, right? Yep. Uh, he's the number one recruit in the country, according to rivals. I think he's number three on the 247 composite. Um, a lot of people think Mich- it's down to Michigan State and Duke, um, and MSU doesn't really have a great history of going against Duke. With so, Cruz. so Duke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I think that I wouldn't be. I'm not gonna get like. I don't want to get my hopes up, but I don't know, man. I feel like this is the one. Like, if they're gonna beat out Duke for recruit, this is probably the one they beat him. Up he has a really good relationship with Tom Izzo, but I, I also, I mean, since the Jabari Parker. Uh, 
uh, event that it's hard to be confident because Jabari Parker, Tom Izzo had Jabari Parker in the basket for years and years. And then, you know, it just kind of got stolen. And, you know, Jabari even comes back to East Lansing sometimes because he loves it there. But it's, you know, it kind of, it kind of is frustrating when we go up against Duke. I would be very happy if we, we get him, but I also, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the worst here, which is not typically my style, but I'm thinking the worst. And if, if he comes, I'm going to be ecstatic. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that MSU has a great shot at getting him, but, uh, you, you you just never know with uh with especially with these top guys. I think the thing that helps MSU in this recruitment is that this is definitely being played clean because yeah. uh Vernon Carey's dad, Vernon Carey Senior is was a NFL lineman for years and yeah. I I don't think they're I would be shocked if they're looking for a payout from anybody. I just yeah. don't it doesn't seem like that's something they would do. Um I, I don't know. I, I I'm I think Michigan State gets him, but at the same time, I would definitely not be surprised if he goes to Duke just based on um, just based on past interactions MSU has had with Duke and recruiting battles. I just, yeah. just, and then you've still got Isaiah Stewart on board. Yeah. Um, another guy. I think MSU and Duke are probably going to split these two guys. So if MSU gets carry, I think that would be a Stewart win. goes to Duke. That or, would be a win. I, I agree. I, as long as you get one of them, I'll be, I'll be satisfied. Um, MSU already has two guys committed. One has signed, Malik Hall signed, and then Roger Watts yep. has not signed yet. He's, but he was also Twitter recruiting Kerry, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which so you never I, know I don't, what that means with these guys, but. You, you, I don't think there's much to worry about with Roger Watts. I yeah, think he's going to wind up signing so. in the second, second period, but we'll see. Um, yeah, um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Vernon Carey is, uh, as we said, is announcing on Thursdays that his final three were North Carolina, Duke, and Michigan State, and most people think it's down to Duke and Michigan State. So keep an eye out on for that. Either MSU fans are going to be really happy or really angry and about losing another recruit to Duke. So you're not yeah. going to see any in between. I'm not gonna. <clears throat> I'm not gonna melt down like our fans because that's not me, but. I'll be happy. I will definitely be happy and celebrate it if he comes. Absolutely. absolutely. That's a guy that is a one-and-done type player. I would be just absolutely shocked if he stays more than one year. Uh, so, yeah, so he's announcing on Thursday. Uh, MSU also was uh, found out where they're going for their bowl game. They are playing in the Red Box Bowl on New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve. Yep. at 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time Uh 12 in, Pacific. in San in, in Santa Clara, California. So uh, there's some there was a report out <coughs> from Sean Shearer that uh, Justin Lane will not play in this game and go pro. Uh, and so we will we'll see what what happens with that. Either way, I I mean you can't fault a kid for wanting to no. follow his dreams. I I, mean, I think he's going to be a really good NFL player. He's got the frame that NFL teams yeah, are looking I think for. So too. Uh, I, and... I think he would have benefited from another year, but I also understand it. I, I don't think this is the deepest defensive back class you've had. And then on top of it, he, he's got the he's got all the uh, physical attributes. He's got a he's got to wean his way into the position in the pros a little bit, but. And then, I mean, there's just a level of frustration of you don't know what you're going to get. 
with this team next year offensively. So come back and have another mediocre year. We don't know. Maybe this team is the 2012 to the 2013, but there's no guarantees. And so, you know, and his position, I, I, I can't blame him. Like you said, um, good news though, is, uh, it does look like Raekwon Williams will stay. And it also is very, very likely that Kenny Willekes will stay. So I think if you get those two back, I, I always thought Justin Lane was the most likely to go of those three. That was my thought. Um, if you get those two players back, you have a lot of depth in the defensive backfield. Uh, a lot of young guys who got reps because of Josiah Scott's injury this year. You, and then you have Josiah Scott will be back for sure next year. So you have – a lot to look forward to, and I think the defense won't miss miss a step. I mean, you're going to miss Kari Willis. You're going to miss Andrew Dowell. You're going to miss if, – if this report is true, you're going to miss Justin Lane. But you still have so much talent, and, and the the trenches is where the dominance is, is most important, and all those guys are really going to be back, so – yeah, I, 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 I mean, it is a loss for sure. You don't know what you really have uh, under other than, other than Josiah Scott. I mean, you have depth there, but I don't know if you – I mean, it's, it's definitely a drop-off. Yeah, but. it is, but guy could have a really good spring and uh, a really good fall camp, and maybe it's not a huge drop-off, you know. That, that's just kind of how it – especially in the secondary, that's kind of how it's always been at Michigan State is you – you find that next guy. I mean, and, and they step in. And then there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of young talent there. Kaylon Gervin, you got uh, Williams. You got a ton of guys. I mean, Trey Person will, is going to get better. Shakir Browns. And then I thought Josh Butler was pretty good when he was healthy, but he's been hurt the second half of the year. So it's kind of, you know, where do we go from here? But I, the defense isn't the concern overall on the roster. No. No, and and you brought up 2012. Michigan State did lose their probably their best defensive player on that team to the pros. William Golston left early, so and yep, and plus, and they lost even offensively. They lost their best yeah, player yep. too, Deion Sims and Le'Veon Bell. So I mean, you don't know. I I think you know the injuries did play a big role. I think we obviously we have our the concerns at the play calling. I think everybody's at that point now. But 2012, something also worked in the favor with regards to that, too. So, this is a big offseason. Um, I, I, I agree with what Mark D'Antonio said regarding it. This is a chance to go in and feel good about next year. I, I know there's a lot of people that downplay the bowl games and stuff. And it may not even just be the game. It's the practices that you can get and the, the development you can get through those practices. Because the guys that are going to be crucial next year – these practices are big for them. I mean, the the young guys, a lot of the guys that were freshmen this year and some of the other young guys, they're, they're going to see a lot of playing time. They're going to see a lot of reps. Uh, maybe Rocky Lombardi uh, develops a little bit over this time. Uh, I don't know whether he's going to start or Brian Lewerke will start. Uh, personally, I, would, I, I almost would rather have Rocky start and just let Brian heal up for next year. But uh, – We'll see what happens, and we'll see. I mean, the offense can't really get worse, so. <laughs> right, you would hope. Uh, yeah, like I said, it, I mean, Oregon's, I don't know if it's the greatest matchup for MSU, but. Uh, no. You know, Justin Herbert's a really good quarterback. and uh, He's really good, but they've also struggled. 
at the end of the year. Largely, Oregon has. Yeah. Um, and plus, Emmett, there's no offense that I don't think that I think will dominate MSU. It's just not going to happen. I mean, because if that was the case, Ohio State would have dominated. Ohio State's offense is better than Oregon's offense. Yeah, for sure. Their quarterback is, I, I think, a better college quarterback than uh, Herbert is. So uh, I think if you look at those variables, yeah, MSU I think will be in a position to compete. But the question is, can they can they score enough points to win the game? We'll see. I mean, it won't be it won't be raining and snowing like it was the last few starts, and I know that that kind of hampered Rocky a little bit if he is the guy that in fact goes. And maybe they come up with some something creative um, in that time period. Maybe somebody else, you know, some of these other skill players get healthier and they're ready to go. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I it's it's one that you'd like to win. But I think more important than that right now is is getting uh, those reps for those young guys and getting them uh, that practice time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The practices are just are absolutely crucial, especially with the offense, which really needs the reps, um, especially. And I think the offensive line needs to get some cohesion, which they haven't had all season. Yes. Yes, they need cohesion. Um, the big development point, uh, I th- a, a really big time uh, for for MSU. If it is going to be that twenty, and I mean, if it goes, if it goes the twenty twelve to twenty thirteen route, let's not kid here. That would be amazing because that was just an incredible turnaround. I don't think that's very high expectations. I think it's almost unfair for somebody to totally expect that, but I think people definitely expect improvement of some level, whether that means winning 10 games instead of the maybe eight that we win this year, that, that, that's, you know, something, but I don't know if you'll get to the point where MSU is a national title level contender like they were that year, because I think we, you and I agree that 2013 team, if, if the playoff existed, may have won the national title. Yep, definitely for sure. I, they, that team, I think that team definitely beats Auburn, and they get Florida State a game. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this. I don't know if this defense is as good as that defense was. I think they have more NFL talent, talent than that team did. But I mean, who knows? It's just it's too early to tell. We'll know. I mean, September. By, hopefully, by the end of September next year, we have a decent idea of what that team's going to look like, uh, especially on the offense, offensive side of the ball. But right now, you just really don't have much of an idea because you don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like. I mean, yeah. I have a good, I, I have a good idea that as long as Brian Lewerke's healthy, he's going to be the guy next year. But you don't know I what agree. his confidence is like. So, just, I agree. But one thing that's good is a, 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 an off season like that it is really a good time to get yourself in shape and to, to, to gain that confidence to really step away. Because I mean, as I, I, I've, I know we've talked about it several times and Rocky has even talked to the media about it is there is a lot of pressure that is on these guys from, from the ridiculous fans that are on social media and stuff. And they see that stuff and that, that goes into their confidence and, and things like that. But when you, when you step away from uh, the season a little bit, like we're about to do after the bowl game, 
people that are thinking about Spartan basketball, so they're not going to go at Brian. And that's just a good time for him to, to gain that confidence and focus on his craft and, and, and get back to who he was because we know this isn't, and that's one thing that's better than 2012 is I think we know the potential of Brian Lewerke. We didn't really know the potential of Connor Cook. I mean, Connor Cook, even in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl that he played in, he didn't look that good. But right, we know the potential of Brian Lewerke. So you factor that in, that's that's big news. And you know you're going to have a good defense next year. And, heck, you, you might have a solid running back with L.J. Scott if he can stay healthy. So there's a lot of uh, – there's a lot of positives, but as we've seen with this year, you got to have things go your way, and you got to get lucky to avoid injury and stuff like that. And I think that's the hope next year, more than anything, avoid injury. I agree. Yeah, like 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 you've said, and we've said multiple times, injuries were a big excuse me issue with this team this year, and you know they probably win like nine, eight, nine games easily, maybe even more. If, you don't have all the guys hurt on the offensive line or you have Felton Davis, you know, it, it's a lot of what ifs, but it's a, it's definitely a different season for sure. Yep. Uh, so I posted on the Twitter page, uh, by the way, go give us a follow on Twitter right at Ryan Mike stands. Uh, I asked people what they wanted to hear us talk about today. Uh, uh, Coach the counselor uh, tweeted at us. I uh, said, "How deep is the Big Ten this year? And uh, what chances do you laugh? <laughs> How deep is the Big Ten this year? And what chances do you give us at winning it? Uh, you Basketball, know, I'm assuming, yeah. right? Uh, so I mean, uh, the Big Ten is going to have like seven, eight tournament teams this yes. year. Uh, yes. it's it's very deep." Way better than it was last year, for yes. sure. I mean, you don't have – I don't think you have the national title contender, but you definitely got way Final better teams. contenders, for sure, I think. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> as of now, you've got six ranked teams. Sorry, seven, actually. I yep. didn't realize. I, I was 0-2 in conference now, so they're at the bottom there. Uh, you got Wisconsin, MSU, Michigan, Maryland, Nebraska – Ohio State and Iowa, and I think Indiana was just on the outside. Yep. Uh, and along with Purdue. Purdue was, just was in the ring. They just yep. dropped. Yeah, they just dropped out. Um, I think MSU has a good shot at winning. I mean, they're going to have to split with Michigan probably. If you get swept yeah. in, I, I think I think you have almost no shot at winning the conference. Yeah, um, that's going to be big. But, I, I mean, I think MSU and Michigan are the two best teams. It's, I think Wisconsin's probably looking on the outside. Nebraska, probably, I, I think, is – with James Palmer, I think, is, is a, a player of the year candidate. So, I, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Nebraska's a solid team. Um, I think – I don't know what Maryland's going to be like. I know they lost uh, – what was that white dude's name who got drafted? Her, Herder? Yes, he's gone. Um, I think Cowan's really good, and so is Bruno Fernando, but – yeah. Uh, and then Ohio State. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to stay at this clip. I know they lost Bates Diop and a few other guys from last season, but they've started out pretty well. Yeah. Um. Just the loss against Syracuse. Yep. Yeah, um. 
when Iowa, like I said, I don't think they're a top 25 team. No, they, um, they'll get better as the year goes on, but I, I think they're I think they're a tournament team. They're probably like a nine seed in the tournament. Right. I agree with you. And then Purdue, I, I don't know. I, I'm i not a Matt Painter guy. I don't think he's that good of a coach. I, I, Carson Edwards is really good. But outside of that, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know what to think about them. I don't. Yeah, no. I think they're going to find themselves in the middle. I think they're going to probably be a bubble team. Yep. Uh, and then Indiana, I think they're going to make the tournament too, but I, I, I just don't. I don't see them competing for a Big Ten title. So I think your your four teams that I would say have a legitimate shot as of now: Wisconsin, MSU, Michigan, Nebraska. Yep, I can agree with that. So I, I think MSU's got a good shot, but you got to split at least one of those games with Michigan to even have a chance. Yes, I, I you cannot get swept by them, and no. and Michigan's they look like the best team in the Big Ten right now. So we'll see right. what happens. They definitely do, but one thing is it's it's a long season. I don't think they'll sustain that. They're going to hit bumps in the road because if we looked at the Big Ten last year. This time, MSU looked like the best team. Exactly. And Michigan yep. looked had a loss against LSU, a bad LSU team. You know, so maybe that's similar to the Louisville loss. And that's not to say we win the conference and sweep them or anything. Maybe we do, but the the point is, there's a lot of basketball to be played, and I'd rather be playing the best your best basketball in February, March than in November, December. I mean, these games matter because they can add to your resume. But they're not they're not as important as that that late stretch. I uh, yeah I agree with you. I, it's too early to tell, but I like I said I think those are the four teams, and I think MSU and Michigan are probably the two best teams right now. And we'll see what happens, but I, I think it's going to stay with those two the most of the way. Maybe Wisconsin gets in there, but we'll see. Um, let's see. Frank wanted us to talk about MSU's atrocious free throw shooting, which. Actually- today. Now, I think <laughs> I think I'm going to say this to Frank. I think Frank exaggerates everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be frank with Frank. He exaggerates everything. I do think it's concerning when you have a bad, bad game where you shoot 40%, but if you look at MSU's numbers across the board, they're pretty average when it comes to free throws. They, had they, were, they shot 80% today almost. Yeah, That was pretty good. If you look at MSU most years, and last year was one of them, they're pretty much in the middle of free throw shooting in the country. That The one year that I know was really bad was that 2014-2015 team that went to the Final Four, and then they shot pretty – they didn't even shoot that good in the tournament, actually, at the free throw line, but they still made the Final Four, so. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. I, I don't think uh, – in... Yeah, MSU had a bad free throw shooting day at Louisville, but I mean that happens every once in a while. So, yeah. I mean you've got Cassius Winston, who's a really good free throw shooter. Josh Langford's usually pretty good. Foster the only Warrior was good in high school, so he'll yeah. probably be good. Yeah, other than that game against Louisville, but <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole different story. Uh, I mean Kenny Goins isn't a good free throw shooter, and neither is Nick Ward. But most of yeah, these guys, you're, you're not trying to get them on the line. Late in games anyway, so. Right, right. I, I think that they'll be fine. I don't think it's really much of a concern. I Really, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, one, uh, Ryan Bott wanted us to talk about recruiting. So we talked about 
carry. So I guess I can talk about a little bit of football recruiting. So there's supposed to be a commitment apparently in the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, and I, I pretty sure I know who it is just based on looking at crystal balls recently that came in Devell Washington from Bay city, uh, wide receiver. He's Charles Rogers nephew. Yeah. A lot of people think that he's supposed to, he, he'll announce his commitment to MSU within the next day or so. Um, other than that, I mean, there's not a lot to look at for football no. recruiting because it's kind of—I mean, the 2019 class is almost completely filled up, and they're going to take a couple well, more guys. We only had, didn't we? Only have one guy sign in the late period last year, and it was Jaylen yeah, Naylor, it was Jalen Naylor. That was it. Yep. So I mean, I think D'Antonio is aiming to get all most of the class done by the early signing period. I think that's his goal now. Um. And I think you're going to see a similar trend now. So, yeah, I, 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 just, I mean, there's not a ton to talk about. I, there's 2020 guys that you can look at. There, the in-state class for 2020 is pretty loaded. Uh, I can go through a few names. Give me a second. Uh, Justin Rogers, the offensive guard, the five-star guard. He came in for a visit, I think, a couple weeks ago, and I mean, he he wasn't really. <laughs> excuse me. He wasn't really looking at Michigan State and Michigan for a little while, but apparently he's opened it up a little bit more, so there's that. Enzo Jennings, I believe, has a MSU. I'm going by rank, so yeah. he's the number two guy. Uh, he, ha- I believe he has an MSU offer, but let me look. Excuse me, just give me a second. No, he does not have an offer right now. That's surprising. Uh, yeah, he's a – consensus top 100 guys from Oak Park. And MSU hasn't really had a lot of success at Oak Park, so I don't know. No, we haven't. Uh, what's up with that? So, what, what Edwin Baker is the last one I can remember. Yeah, and John Kelly wound up going to Tennessee. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, Justin Rogers is also from Oak Park, so that's not good. <laughs> uh, uh, Rashawn Williams from uh, MLK. Uh, he's uh, – I mean, the crystal ball between is split between basically Ohio State and Michigan. I know MSU has an off form and he's visited a lot, so I mean that can change. So I mean, you never know. You'll, you'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, he's the number three player in the state for 2020. Uh, Makari Page from West Bloomfield. Uh, he's apparently a Michigan lean as of now, according to the crystal ball. I don't believe. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure if MSU's even offered him. No, he doesn't have an MSU offer. It's anymore. a it's a tough point for the twenty twenty because I you you have an idea of what's going on, but you don't you also don't fully know. Yeah, because th- this all of this can change. Yeah, it's there's a there's a lot of guys in this class. I I mean, Devell Washington is the number thirteen player in the state right now. Yeah, which is seems really low. Um. Yeah, there's like Malik Carr has offers from like MS from Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan. He's the number twenty player in the state. So like, I, I, this is this is about as loaded as last year's. Is this oh this incoming classes, uh, in state guys? I I, I, I guess I, I'll, I'll name off a few more guys. I think fans should look out more. Penny Boone from MLK is a running back. I think MSU is gonna. Be in his recruitment for a while. Uh, Braden McGregor from Port Huron, defensive end. Ian Stewart, wide receiver. The wide receiver 2020 class is just absolutely loaded with guys. 
Um, Which is good because we, we could use some guys in 2020. Definitely, for sure. Um, Abdur Rahman Yassin uh, from Wall Blake Western, same school. Same school as Spencer uh, Brown and uh, Cody White. Oh, did you say <laughs> Muhammad? Yeah, his his kid is. I'm I'm just looking at in-state guys. I mean, I, yeah, his Musa Muhammad's kid is a wide receiver from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Okay. he's been You're on campus a few times. Yeah, I'm looking at in-state kids right now. The in-state 2020 class is loaded with wide receivers, though. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. And I, I know Eric's. Uh, Eric Snow's kid, Darius Snow from Texas, has been up to MSU a few times. He's a national recruit as well. So, I mean, there's a lot. It, it's good to have those legacy guys because those are big. Those guys are big names too. They're not just like you know, you're oh you're a legacy. Those are guys that were very productive at MSU and and beyond. So, those yeah, are guys abs- you feel confident about. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult since they live. In, across the country, but uh, the, I, MSU is always going to be in the rent running for that, for the yeah. entire recruitment. So, um, but yeah, just keep an eye out for Devell Washington. He's, he's a guy who might commit the next couple of days as he's had a run for crystal balls and there's been rumors for, of the commitment. So, um, yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, and I, I think that about covers everything. I'd went through everybody who tweeted at us pretty much. Is there Kelvin, anything on that Facebook post? Uh, let me go look. Kelvin wanted us to talk about non-MSU stuff. We might do that next time. We'll see. It's uh, up to you. What did, what did he want you to talk about? Just anything NFL. I mean, we can do that next time because there's NFL? a lot more. T- yeah. <laughs> okay. I, there's more time to plan well, it's for up that to you. next I mean, time. We could, I think we could go a couple, 10, 15 minutes. I think 45 is a good number. If we yeah. Can. I'm trying to figure out what people said on that post. I'm trying to find it. One second. Other than so, stupid things like your name is dumb and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone getting mad about the order of our names like it matters that much. I'm like, I, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's whatever, man. Okay, let's see. All right, I, I found the thread. Yep, Frank Frank brought up the free throw shooting twice. He brought it up in the Facebook page, too. <laughs> he really wanted us to answer that. And we didn't really spend a lot of time on that. Sorry, Frank. Ian McHale said Cheetos or Puffs. I'm going with Puffs. Neither, because they make my, my fingers nasty. <laughs> uh, is it okay to, to put ketchup on your hot dog? You said it was okay. I, I uh, said it's okay because Pat Mahomes says everything's okay. That's fine. We already talked about Vernon Carey. Um, why won't Xavier Tillman ever dunk, dunk from Okerstrom? I mean, he did today a couple times. So. <laughs> he did today, and he also <laughs> had a career high in points. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Dom, the one Michigan fan that we can stand, said, "I think the lopsided divisions and the possible new alignment would be would be a great topic. Also, get Sean involved in the show. I don't think Sean wants to come on. So no, there is that. I don't think." <laughs> I don't think Sean wants to come on, and I don't know if I want Sean on. <laughs> so, so I hope, he, uh, I hope he listens to this. So, uh, some people have – I don't think it's ever going to happen, but people have been talking about realigning the divisions because the West is so god-awful, and I would be for it. I saw something with MSU, Michigan, and Nebraska, and Wisconsin in the same division, and I was like, no. 
Uh, you got to move Wisconsin or Nebraska to the other side. I, honestly, I, I liked the legends and leaders setup. I really did. I, I really didn't know why the Big Ten went away from that. I know they added Rutgers in Maryland, and that was a part of it. But I would, if I would have gone with realignment, I would have, I would have stuck with that. And I know a lot of people are, are like, "Oh, I don't want to see Ohio State, Michigan go to the Big Ten championship." And I'm like, "Well, one, Michigan's never been to the Big Ten championship, so that's that's one point. And then two, it's whatever. It's it, you, you're going to do alignment, realignment. You're either going to have Michigan State and Ohio and Michigan in opposite divisions, or you're going to have Michigan State." And, and Ohio State in opposite divisions. I mean, you, you're going to have one way or another. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I, I I would prefer them to, like, not have – Wisconsin honestly should have a cakewalk almost every year. Them in Nebraska. It should be either one of them every single year. And they need to switch this up because the four best teams are in one division. Yeah. Which is just absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm sorry. I just – that needs to change. And I highly doubt it ever will, but yeah. So that's what I think about that. Uh, Claiborne said touch on soccer because the final uh, they made the well, final four. I don't know much about it. I just know that they they play Akron, and the other two teams are Maryland and Indiana on the other side of the bracket. And I I know I mean them getting over the hump to from the elite eight to the final four was huge because I think it was for the last six years they had been including this year and the, the previous three, they lost, they lost those elite eight games. So that was a big, a big hurdle to jump, but I, I don't know. I don't know much about the personnel. I just, I enjoy the fact that we have a team in a final four. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm not, I'm not a big soccer fan, but I mean, I have paid, I've been paying attention for the past couple of days just because <laughs> it's because it's been all over my Twitter timeline. I'm like, Hey, cool. I mean, it's final four <laughs> soccer. All right. I mean, so hopefully they can beat Akron. I know they play Akron. I think yeah, I don't know Akron, on Saturday. I, know, I yeah, I do know Akron. Uh, I think it's in California too. I it is know, in California. I do know Akron beat Stanford, who was like the three-time defending champ or something. So that they they might have done us a favor in that regard because I'd rather not play the whatever time defending champ they are. But Akron's definitely a, a, a pretty good program, I, I, I from what I've heard. So. Yep. Yeah. They they beat us earlier this year. They're they're apparently pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, NFL draft talk. We can do that next time. Um, what what do they want? They want like just anything, anything about it. Okay. Not just MSU because I think yeah. Wayne's about the only thing we have on that. right Yeah. Now. I, I'm offering. We can talk NFL draft next week. Uh. Ryan Hamilton said uh, MSU hockey swept Michigan over the weekend. Yes, they did. They yes. got five out of six points. And uh, I'm not – I, I, I pay attention to hockey. I'm not a huge hockey fan. But uh, Same here. That, the program seems to be in the right direction under Dan and Cole, that's for sure. Yeah, they, Dan you know, they Cole, look They're yeah. much more competitive. That um, was a good hire, yeah. You couldn't have yeah. gotten worse. Bless Tom and Astos, but you couldn't have gotten I can't worse. believe they stuck with him so long. He was – Terrible. He was not a good coach. Uh, Somebody, David Mannion said, hot take, Antonio should be fired if he doesn't can Warner before the new year. Yeah, I disagree with that. Uh, I I disagree. I really want Dave Warner to be fired or at least demoted, but uh, I think you give him at least another year, and if it's the same crap this next year, then you know what? He refuses to get rid of anybody again, then. I find it hard to disagree with that take, but yeah. not as of now. Next, well, because 
I mean, D'Antonio, for whatever reasons, even though he's we've had Warner for several years now, he's found a way to make it work with him, you know, a decent amount of the time. And it, oddly enough, it's usually during an odd odd year. So, you know, 20, 2015, I guess 2014 was his best year statistically. But 2015 and 2017, we had pretty solid years. So maybe 2019 is going to be another pretty solid year because it's an odd number. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Uh, I think that about covers everything. So Yeah, what, uh, what are we going to – so next time – we're going to do Monday again? Yeah, do Monday again. We'll talk about the Florida game. Uh, maybe we'll hear more about Justin Lane. As always, give us your suggestions. We... And maybe we could talk a little bit more about the bowl game. I know we didn't yep. touch a ton on it. Um, and then maybe we can do some others. If people want to hear non-MSU stuff, yeah. people really want to hear any of that stuff, I'm for it too, I guess. But for sure. let us know. Um Tweet us, Instagram us, message us, tag us in the Facebook group, whatever yep. works. Uh, don't don't question the name anymore because I'm getting annoyed <laughs> with it. Uh, and uh, go green. Go white. All right. Take it easy. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Take care.